Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. This episode is a Bible study on chapter 16 of the book of Luke. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Feels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says Guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Please open up our eyes, our ears, our minds, and our hearts to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, please guide us and help us to see the truth, know the truth, discern the truth, and live by the truth. And I pray that whatever it is that each person is supposed to receive from this Bible study, that they receive it and they implement it in their daily lives. I love you with every ounce of my being. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, now let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1. Jesus told his disciples, There was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you cannot be my manager any longer. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that, when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, How much do you owe the master? 800 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 400. Then he asked the second, And how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat, he replied. He told him, Take your bill and make it 800. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves, so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No servant can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who loved money, heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of men, but God knows your hearts. What is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So the rich man was going to fire the manager because he was cheating him. He was being dishonest and not handling the man's possessions properly. So the manager called and got his master's debtors to settle their debt. And he made friends with them by settling their accounts for less than they owed. And the word shrewd here means having sharp powers of judgment. So the master commended his manager for this because he acted shrewdly. In verse 9, we have to use our money wisely and give to others and not have love for money, but use it for good. In verses 10 through 12, we have to be honest and trustworthy with everything that we have and receive. 
How can we be trusted with true riches in heaven if we're not trustworthy with worldly wealth, which is money and materialistic things? So we have to always be honest and trustworthy with everything that we receive because everything that we have is given to us by God. In verse 13, as Christians and as believers of Jesus Christ, we have to serve and love God. We can't love God and money both. And money should only be used as a tool to further the calling that God has placed on our hearts and to help and serve others. And verses 14 through 15, these Pharisees were full of greed and the love of money and the love of this world and their hearts were full of evil and God could see what was in their hearts. And what he says in verse 15 that what is highly valued among men is detestable in God's sight because men or people value money and greed and worldly materialistic things and pride. But the thing that we should be valuing the most is our relationship with God. So the worldly things that people value are detestable in the sight of God. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 16. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing his way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 16 through 17, until the time of John the Baptist, the law and the prophets were proclaimed. But since that time, the good news of the new covenant was presented. With the new covenant that is made when Jesus dies on the cross for our sins, it fulfills the law and prophets. In verse 17, the new aspect of God's work that started after John the Baptist didn't neglect the law, but it fulfilled the law. God knew that these people were full of evil and corruption, and there were so many laws and different things that they had to abide by that they weren't abiding by, and they still were forgetting the most important thing, which was loving God and having a relationship with him. So Jesus came on the earth and was on a mission to save lives. And with him dying on the cross and with his blood shed to forgive us of our sins, there was a new covenant and his work was completed once he was crucified and resurrected and then he ascended back to heaven. In verses 18 through 19, he's showing here that the law concerning marriage was still binding and this was anyone who divorces without biblical cause. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 31 through 32, Jesus says, It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Also in Matthew chapter 19, verses 7 through 9, it says, Why then, they asked, did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Jesus replied, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness, and marries another woman commits adultery. And then also in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15, the Apostle Paul says that, but if the unbeliever leaves, let him do so. A believing man or woman is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. 
So in those verses that I just read with you guys here, those are the only biblical causes for divorce. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 19. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried, in hell where he was in torment. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things, while Lazarus received bad things? But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Alright, so those are all the verses of chapter 16 of the book of Luke, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So this rich man had an abundance of things, and he didn't have compassion on the beggar, Lazarus. And this rich man was full of pride and greed, and he didn't want to help those in need. And verses 22 through 23, we see that the rich man was in hell, and Lazarus was in heaven with Father Abraham. And the rich man didn't love God, because when you love God, then you have love and compassion for others. In verse 24, the rich man wanted Lazarus to come and have compassion for him, even though he didn't have compassion for Lazarus, but it was too late. And verse 26, no one can go to heaven that is already in hell, and no one can go to hell that's already in heaven. We have to make sure that we are having compassion for others and loving and serving others. And we can't chase after an abundance of money and materialistic things, but we have to love and serve others. And whenever we are given a lot of things by God and we have wealth, we have to share that wealth with others and have compassion on them and help others in need. Our true treasure is in heaven and we can't love this world and be full of greed and pride. In verses 27 through 28, the rich man wanted Lazarus to be sent to his family so that they wouldn't go to hell also. In verses 29 through 31, Moses and the prophets spoke the truth of God's words, and the rich man's brothers had all the information they needed to escape hell. But the rich man knew that his brothers wouldn't listen to Moses and the prophets. And if they wouldn't listen to them, then they're not going to listen to someone that rises from the dead either. So I'm going to end this Bible study with three takeaways that I want you guys to write down. Number one is, we can't love money or materialistic things. Number two is, the new covenant fulfills the law and prophets. And number three is, we have to help those in need. Alright, so that concludes this Bible study on chapter 16 of the book of Luke. Tomorrow we're going to go into chapter 17, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye guys!